y'all, I'm Mel, and you are listening to Wilma the Wonder Hen. Are you a chicken mouth-loving mama or daddy? Together we'll dive into the latest poultry-keeping adventures, chat about everyday life, with a generous mix of some hilarious stories. Bringing you fascinating interviews with poultry owners from all over. You'll find tips and basic advice from your local veterinarian, along with new chicken-keeping gadgets and reviews. I'm going to see what Mr. Jangles and Wilma has to say about that. We're going to encourage and help you build a stronger, healthier flock. Let's go see what Mr. Jangles and Wilma is up to. Let's go let these heifers out. I'm Mel, and you are listening to Wilma the Wonder Hen. Our guest today is Alyssa. She is a music lover, a marketer, a mother of two humans, and five backyard chickens. She's a recovering perfectionist and a city girl dreaming of the country life on her husband's family farm. She says as soon as they get some good internet. Hey, Alyssa, welcome. We are so glad that you're with us today. Hey, Mel, I'm happy to be here on a Friday afternoon. Is it Friday? I think so. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are so interested in your story. Your story is so good. I mean, it's so deep. When I read your bio, I just could not wait to have you on here with us. Would you do us a favor and an honor and give us a little backstory? Um, if I start from the beginning, I grew up in the mountains of Western Massachusetts, but uh, I am an Atlanta girl now and I have been most of my life. Um, outside of four years, I spent in Alabama at Auburn University. I, um, I worked in the consulting world for the last 20 years or so, and that meant I was on the road every week at companies, um, on the client site, working within, you know, big companies, small companies, government agencies, um, helping build their HR strategy and, and technology to support it. And God, it was great. It was exciting. It was fun. I got lots of hotel and airline miles. I traveled all over the world. I spent a lot of time in Europe and Asia. I spent a lot of time in the United States as well from the West Coast, lots of time in the Midwest, Nebraska, Iowa, Oklahoma, little towns, big towns all over the U.S. And uh, I, I don't know, 2009, I had my daughter. I really wanted to transition off the road. I was tired. <laughs> and uh, I, I was able to move into a role in, in marketing for the company I was working for. And I spent the last um, 10 years sort of climbing a new corporate ladder in in the marketing uh, area, you know, working in in you know high end technology and evolving technology like IoT and AI and, and analytics. So, um, you know, when you go that hard <laughs> that long, very uh, you know very stressful work environment, especially towards the end um, with a family and and you know trying to juggle it all, I found out I just really wasn't doing a good job. I really was, you know killing myself. Literally, my health was, was pretty, pretty bad there for a while. My met, you know, my mental health, I just was never really, I couldn't focus. And, and I just found I wasn't really passionate about what I was doing. So November 19, 2019, I decided to just leave my career uh, and take a sabbatical. And I didn't know 
how long that sabbatical would be, if it would be forever, or if at some point I would want to go back to work. Um, I just didn't know. I mean, I just could never imagine going back to a corporate environment at that time. Um, and I just needed to focus on me and my well-being and, and my family. Quite frankly, I didn't know how to do that because my career was was really always my first priority, even though I told myself it wasn't. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, you know, 2019, I, I just, you know, I, like I said, I, I just, I took a time off with kind of no plan and then the pandemic hit. <laughs> Ooh, yes. You know, I, we started, that changed everything. And we started spending a lot of time out at our family farm oh. and it's about an hour outside the city. It's not really a farm, but we call it the farm because it is amongst a lot of farmland and it backs up to a lake. And it's an old pecan orchard. It's gorgeous. It's a couple of hundred acres. I'd say that's a farm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the pecan trees aren't necessarily producing a lot of fruit these days. They're very, very old. They're um, hundred, a little over 120 years old. So, I, you know, when I was out there, I, you know, I was just enjoying being out there. And I started to think with my business brain, you know, his family is getting older. What? What are we going to do with this property? We don't want to sell it. You know, um, we really want to share it. It's it's beautiful. It's serene. And, and there's so much of it. And so my husband and I started thinking, what would we do here? And, you know, then I, the way I think, I started putting together a business plan <laughs> of what we could do there. Yeah. And I had this sort of dream of this, you know, farm escape Right. And I of, you know, a place where a lot of my friends and my family and others could could join and and, and Uh, utilize the land in some way. I have to stop you. That right there, that just melted my heart. That is brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue on. No, thank you. I but, you know, it's just um, there's so much of it there and and there's just so much to enjoy. And it's it's a place, it's a meditative place for me I, to just sit in the field of the long grass and look out amongst the, the rows of trees and listen to just the wind and, and the birds. Like I, 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 I didn't know who I was and I, I was becoming this different person just by spending a lot of time there. So I proposed this like big plan of, you know, what it could be because of course I was on the internet researching what this would look like and, how you would build it and how much it would cost, which is, by the way, a lot. And my husband said to me, well, why don't we just start with getting some chickens and some bees? <laughs> so it's your husband. That's where it comes from. The chickens come from the man. Yeah. You don't hear that very often. No. I mean, when we talked about where we would start from an animal perspective <laughs> and chickens, we eat a lot of eggs. It just seemed logical. So yeah, he, and, and, and I was, you know, I think I was sort of at the time that this, he was ordering the chickens, I was kind of coming into a realization point of, Oh my God, I'm, I'm not working. Like I was still working through a lot of, you know, sort of almost like a remorse, um, like almost a grief process of, you know, and so I was going through these stages and, you know, you look back and I know it now, but I didn't really know then. So he just ordered chickens and he ordered bees and he's like, they're coming in May. And he said, get ready. And so 
that was it. Like I had to figure out how to build a coop and I had to figure out where the bee, like I don't read about bees. I didn't know anything about beekeeping. And so that's, that gave me something to, to work towards and focus on, um, which was probably really, you know, what I needed at that point. So that's kind of where it started. I didn't have anything to do with picking the chickens and I didn't know anything about chickens really. He, he picked and it was, we were a little late in ordering as most people who are probably listening to this know. And I know now you got to get in early on getting chick or you get what's left. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, he made some decisions about picking, um, picking out the chicks based on their temperament, you know, what would be good backyard chickens because they were going to, obviously we're, we're still in the city in the backyard and our kids are in school or were, let me put it that way at the time. And so, uh, you know, I just was like, okay, six chickens are coming. Let's get to work. So we did. So you have a limit on how many you can have? We are. Yeah. So that's the first place I started, right. Was to look at our, um, you know, the rules um, around having chickens. I, when we first moved into our neighborhood, it was nine, almost, yeah, about eight years ago. The, it was a neighborhood in transition. So a lot of new houses were going up, but there was still, you know, a lot of people who'd been in the neighborhood for, you know, generations. I saw chickens, like in chicken coops when we were looking at houses. And I was like, oh my gosh, we could have chickens. This is my kind of place. Saw like someone was having a birthday party with like a zoo, like a, like a farm animal zoo. And I was like, wow, that's fantastic. And so that was sort of my first, that was my first introduction to actually having farm animals like in my backyard. And I, cause we threw a birthday party. I was like, I have to have that. You know, it was for my daughter, but it was really for me. And, you know, we had chickens and bunnies and goats. And um, that's the first time I'd ever picked, seen a silky chicken, which was the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, ducks, all kinds of stuff. You know, I kind of always thought like someday, maybe, maybe we'll, maybe we'll have some chickens. What did your kids think about the new mom or the mom changing and, you know, being around yeah. the switch from city to country? They, um, first of all, they love the farm. If they can go out there, if they could go out there every weekend, every day, that's where they would be running around in the woods on, on the like golf carts, driving around the farm. You know, they love, they absolutely love it. Fishing, all of that kind of stuff. So, and they, as far as me being home and more present, it was, you know, for, it was very eye opening for me to see that they recognized the change so yeah. much in me that even more than I did. So that was really um, a kind of a wake up. I mean, I'd had a wake up call, but that was really like a slap in the face to say, wow, you really were kind of off the ledge from, you know, from a stress and work perspective for a long, for a long time for them to be able to say, God, we like you much better now. You know, we can tell how happy you are. Kids are so intuitive. They know before we even do. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's one of the things I think I've enjoyed too the most is really, I was never present. I was always thinking about the next thing or 
or what I had to do tomorrow or, you know, and I, I was rushing from one thing to the next. And what I've been able to do is really teach myself, you know, through caring for, you know, having to care for others versus pushing it off. Right. So, and, and really, you know, spending quality time from, you know, right from the day I, the minute I wake up to the minute I go to bed, you know, with my little eight year old sweaty hand in my palm, like those, the, you know, those moments, I just wasn't maybe truly appreciating have, have been so helpful and, and beneficial to my, to my health right to and and really helped me to slow down and just take in the moment and the chickens for sure because once they came i was completely and utterly addicted yes it's a drug you know it's a gateway drug they say <laughs> it is it's a gateway drug to more chickens for sure but like i'm ready for for even more than chickens but being in the city right now we are limited to five. I got six. Unfortunately, we, um, because they would only send six. That's the rule breaker. <laughs> yes. And, but unfortunately we lost one early on to a hawk, which was devastating as a, like I am just a, such an animal lover. I had this little chick for seven weeks and I was ushering them all in the house. And, you know, we had seen the hawk, you know, watch cover it. You know, we had them inside, but I was just taking them outside for a little bit of time and bringing them back in and one straight away. And that was it. But now we, we still have hawks, lots of them, but obviously we have a, a good structure that they're safe in. I think like anyone, I would, I wish it were bigger. <laughs> for them. So they do free range a lot um, in our backyard. And I have, they kind of hang out in some places that I've sectioned off for them that would like under our deck and in, in the trees. But every once in a while I catch one jumped out and in the middle of the yard, just hanging out, which scares me to death. So before you, well, your husband ordered the chickens, but when in the meantime, between ordering them and receiving them, were there things available? Did you find it easy to find stuff to help prepare yourself? Was it a struggle? No, I mean, I just went to, I went and read books, right? I was on my Kindle reading um, all the backyard chicken books. And, you know, I think like anything for me, it doesn't resonate until you actually start doing it. Right. So, um, I, on the first day, one of the chicks was kind of tipping forward and rolling over on its back. I think it was Vivian who we still have with us today, but she, I didn't know what to do. I mean, I laid on the floor probably for like seven, my husband said, you've been out here for seven hours, just watching, reading on the internet, trying to figure out what I could do. And so I do wish I prepared a little bit more. I, I just, I, I didn't know what to prepare for. Well, that's the thing. You don't know until, that's what I tell a lot of people. Even though you, you're reading all the books and you're watching all the videos and things, but when you actually get something that presents itself in your flock, 
You mm -hmm. can read it all day long. It's going to be a different story when that chicken is right in front of you and it's needing, you know, a specialized care. So, yeah, I, I see where yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I have had, you know, I have a dog. I ran into issues with her. Um, she is the sweetest thing in the entire world. And she but she did chase the chickens at first, mostly because they would run. If the ones that were not afraid of her, like the ones that would peck at her face, she just was like, ooh, this is fun. Let's play. <laughs> but I have two white and true blues and they are fast and they flap. And that to her was like, let, let's run. If you're running, I'm running. Let's go, Shawty. Yeah, totally. So when she would run after them and they were darting this way and that, she would nip. And so one time she did get at Fancy Nancy her shoulder because, and so, you know, she pulled, so fancy, fancy Nancy has a little bit of a, a bum shoulder. <laughs> she got a lean to her. Yeah. She, she does. <laughs> she's a little wonky, yeah. but um, yeah, I mean, she's, she survived. I mean, she's, I call her my accident waiting to happen. Cause I feel like if there's a rake laying somewhere or up against a fence, she knocks it down, it falls on her, uh, you know, those kinds of things. What kinds of ki chickens did you order now? So we have three Cochins and then uh, a buff, a white and black. And then we have two whiting, two blues. And they both look different as chicks. Then they were, I could not tell them apart at all, like for, I don't know, probably 10 weeks. And then I realized, well, then Nancy got the bomb shoulder. So there, I could always tell. <laughs> she had some feathers that came out during that time. And so the feathers that grew back had white tips on them. And so that's how I was able to tell them of her. And also now she's just fat because she's a little bit of a snack fiend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got a few of those. I don't know if you've seen mine, but <laughs> them girls are big. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we grow them thick in the country. Yeah, for sure. Do you think there's some things that you would have done differently? Um, let's say you're speaking to a new chicken owner because I know that it's chick season, so a mm -hmm. lot of people are going to be getting some chicks. A lot of them are first-time chick mamas or daddies. What are some things that you think would be beneficial to them or something that you had wished that didn't you didn't read in a book kind of thing? Well, I, I am kind of the person, and this is something that's learned, I've learned over the last year or so, is to, I'm a, as a perfectionist, I'm prepared, I write lists. I, you know, I do everything I possibly can to just be prepared for whatever's coming next. None of that helped me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did on that first day, I got into the local backyard chicken Facebook group, which was super helpful because, you know, if I had a question, every, someone would just answer right away. I, I guess I, I wish I would have thought a little bit more about and everyone says this about the coop size and the run. We, um, we, we changed, we had a playhouse and swing set. And so we thought we're genius. We're going to turn this into a coop and then we're going to add a run to it where the swings were. The dimensions on the inside, while they were, you know, fit the recommendations, don't actually really fit large chickens. And so, so putting, um, and the ways we put the doors and so, I mean, if you're going to go about your plan to build a coop, ask some people who really maybe run your plan, <laughs> some people who really understand 
the needs. So we've had to make some modifications along the way. Frankly, for me, get ready to fall in love, right? Because I mean, I I said, these are going to be chickens that are going to be laying us eggs, right? Of course, we'll have to take care of them, but I didn't know I'd be spending almost all the free time I possibly could hanging out with them. Yes. (laughs) One of the things I read in one of the books was make sure you have a run that's tall enough for you to stand in. And that was really the the most important thing because I was always standing in there (laughs) all summer. And uh, if you live someplace that it's hot, get get some sort of fly solution in the summer. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Yes, (laughs) most definitely. Yeah. um, If anybody has any idea on how to deal with the mosquitoes, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking for those because I love to spend time outdoors with them and uh, really a safe way of getting rid of the mosquitoes without, you know, compromising the chicken's health is right. Is um, something I have yet to practice. Yeah. We have quite a bit of mosquitoes here too, which our property backs up to the national Cherokee forest mm-hmm. and right behind it is a Creek. So there's always water. Yeah. So I understand it's definitely a struggle and you don't want to spray things that would be harmful. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. I understand. The most rewarding part of all of it, though, was the trial and error, you know, of of learning something that I didn't really understand through hard work, uh, you know, and I'm not I'm going to say that it was for me, it was work because I had these babies that needed my attention and I didn't really know what to do. So, so the trial and error and learning and evolving and seeing them be happy was really the most kind of rewarding piece of it. So there's, you know, there's a, there's a part of me that says I'm kind of, you know, like there was no real preparation that I could do. It just was the learning process that was, you know, it's just part of it. Very true. Because I think we get too hard on ourselves and, you know, we didn't prepare enough or all these things. Some things you can't prepare for. It just, you just need to let it flow. Just exactly learn as you go. <laughs> exactly. My mama say, you're going to learn or you're going to go one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I am curious where you, your chicken's names, where do they come from? Okay. So I'm not like, I love movies. I love old movies. I was a huge fan as a kid of like 1930s and 40s movies. So I have a Betty Davis. And I had a Veronica Lake, and Veronica was the one we lost to the Hawk. And I have Vivian Lee. Um, I'm a Georgia girl, so Vivian Lee was Scarlett O'Hara and Gone with the Wind. And then I have two children, and so I let them. I tried to encourage them to stay within the theme when they were having none of it. <laughs> so my daughter said she wanted to name her chicken Nancy, and so we and after Fancy Nancy because she was reading those books at the time, and then. Um, we have Chunk and Chunk is Chunk was named by my son. And the greatest thing about Chunk is he, <laughs> sorry, she, I always call him Chunk a he cause it just is a, it's a boy name, but she's huge. And she like grew into her Chunkness for sure. <laughs> Your boy picked out a fitting name. Yes. Yes. Do you have any other pets? I have a dog, a rescue named Rosie, who is like, who used the name. She's like imprinted on me. I, I can't move anywhere without her. If I go to the bathroom, her fur is like under the door. I mean, right now her fur is under the door of this office. So, um, and she, 
she was like, I remember my mom telling me, you've got so much on your plate, Alyssa. Why in the world would you get a dog? <gasps> and right, you know, and I said, right in the middle of all of this, the most stressful situation that I'd ever been in, I got a dog. <laughs> and it was the best thing I ever did. You know, I'm so happy. And then I have this 15 year old cat, Mr. Kitty. He is a rag doll. Yes. My fancy girl needs to meet him. Uh huh. He is a mess, though. He is, he is an old cat. So he's, you know, he is, I'm, I'm, it's impossible to keep him as a long hair. He, he's not interested in, in, uh, you know, his fur anymore. So like every day it's, it's a mat fest. Um, he's pretty, I'm pretty sure that he's deaf and or blind to some degree. And, uh, I'm like, I, you know, I'm, I just, he, when, if he sits, it sits next to me and paws at me, he wants food. He gets it. He is, he is my first baby. And, um, so yeah, there's nothing he can do that I wouldn't, um, still love him to death. And then I have a, an, um, a stray named Dexter. We called him Dexter because he hung out on our deck. <laughs> Y'all are original over there. <laughs> I can't take ownership for that. It was a friend of mine that, that came up. Uh, but uh, yeah, he is now making um, our house a home. He is fat as can be as a, as a stray. He now comes in and eats everything that isn't nailed down. So Aww. yeah. I think that's pretty great though. I do too. Far side farm. And where yes. did that name come from? Well, it's a mixture of our last name. I was actually, and I'm a very big fan of alliteration. So the F sounds, oh. far side and far and farm. I, we always joke that we're going out to the farm with air quotes, because with, and it's P-H-A-R-R-M, because it's our last name and it's farm. <laughs> yeah, and I, so I had to have a, I, you know, I wanted to come up with the name. Because as a marketer, you start thinking about a brand. What are we going to name it? And, uh, you know, that just is fun for me. And I, I came up with that. And I actually use it as my company name, Farside. Oh, I see. You are so smart and so clever. <laughs> well, Will is going to have to hire you is all I got to say. <laughs> we, need some, we need some help over there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing. I, I love what I do. I love, and that's one of the greatest things I say, like uh, that these chickens have brought to me is I, you know, I getting on thinking of through this name and, and thinking about and getting on Instagram and I've never used social media in a way that I'm using it now, which is for fun. I, as a marketer, it was always a job thinking strategically about, you know, reaching your audience and, you know, write messages at the right time for whatever it is you're trying to have them do. And, um, it was a, it was a test for me to just, you know, not be super perfect, right? Not, you know, sometimes there's typos and sometimes, you know, all my pictures don't have the same filter and. Oh, we're definitely failing. That was a real struggle for me because it was the way my brain was wired. And so I've had to rewire my brain to, to let go of the things that I can't control. And, and that has been, you know, one of the, the, the best things about having the chickens and kind of using Instagram as um, kind of a fun outlet and meeting a lot of great people who have been absolutely wonderful to me in this community and, and answered all of my questions if, when I had them or, 
you know, I mean, I've just like, I've been glued to, uh, was glued to it at first, just um, trying to figure out what to do. But now I've actually, you know, made an like amazing group of friends that um, has been just like a, a, you know, kind of icing on the cake. I think with COVID last year, a lot of people on that platform, they came out a little bit more. I noticed last year, which we've been on this for a while, but Mm -hmm. last year I noticed a lot more of a community, kind of not just look at my picture kind of thing. There was more conversations. There was a lot of messaging as in friendships through Instagram. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, it may not have been so personal. Yeah. It's been amazing. Did you ever imagine that you would be where you are right now? No. I mean, I think that um, the people who have known me for many, many years think some of them, like they're, some of them are, are like surprised and have no idea what to do with it. (laughs) Right. What is she doing? (laughs) Yeah. And then um, it's funny. One of, you know, I, I didn't think that I would be here and then because I just couldn't think, but I thank God I am first of all in this place because it, it's such a, a healthier, happier place to be. But one of my friends, my college roommate reminded me when, when I said something along or someone said something along the lines of, can you, what are you doing? Can you believe this is happening? She said, yes, I can believe it's happening. Uh, and that's because I had a duck in college and she reminded me of that. And she lived with me and it lived in our apartment. <laughs> uh, she is the most amazing person. Her um, mother made it a little diaper. I, cause my friend got, it was after Easter and it was buy one chicken duck or buy one, get one free duck. So I guess we did. I mean, I mean, I'm even having trouble remembering it at this point. And we planned for them to live at her house, but her dog ran, ran over her, the baby duck. And so hurt its leg. So she's like, I said, well, I can't leave my duck there. I'm going to have to take it with me to my little apartment. I'm taking my duck, lady. You know, we we didn't want to. Yeah. And so the duck, like, lived in our apartment most of the spring, like April, May, and until his name was Sigmund, but it turned out I knew nothing about ducks. And it was a she. It was a mallard. And obviously, boy mallards and girl mallards look very different. Yeah. And that's when I met my husband and he said, who actually, you know, had with his family been, um, you know, duck hunting. (laughs) That is a boy. That's not a boy. (laughs) It's a girl. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I guess I've always loved animals. I should have known that I would be absolutely entranced and in love with them. I, I still like stand outside in my backyard and I'm like, I've got five giant birds living in this tiny yard. But I love them so much. Like they give me so much joy. They bring such smiles to my face and they force me, you know, even now that I've gone back to work, which I recently did this year, to get up and get outside. I mean, I've never been so tan in my whole life as I was last summer because I was outside every day with them, you know, or doing something with my kids. And so forcing me to be spend more time outside. And that was, it was, it was, you know, amazing and still is. I love everything about it. I love your whole story. I love your face. It's just amazing. (laughs) Thank you. I love your face. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But what you have said is gold. We love it. We love all of it. But I do have just one more question, kind of personal question. And then the other three is just for fun. So 
who would be that one individual or person that would be the most influential, that has been the most influential in your life and why? Well, it was definitely my mother. I mean, she was my best friend, my worst enemy at times. I I lost her three years ago uh, to pancreatic cancer. I'm so sorry. She too is a city girl from New York City, uh, you know, um, New Jersey. She grew up up, in, up north and moved to the south, um, which was a you know a, um, a, a wa- awakening for her and embraced it and loved it. Um, one of the things that people always ask me is, um, "What do you think your mother would think about you and your chickens?" And I I, I like to say that she would be so happy because I'm happy. And when she was sick and I was working so hard, I know that what she, she kept saying to me and, and I couldn't hear was I can help you. You know, you don't, you don't need the money, you know, take some time for yourself. This time with your kids um, is going to go by quickly. This time of you being young <laughs> is going to go by quickly. And I think it has, don't let it pass you by. And so I'm not, you know, I'm I think she would have a good laugh. I mean, she certainly did with the duck. She's definitely the most influential um, in my life. So good. That is so good. Mama knows so much. They, they always do. I don't know how because I'm, I'm playing it by ear with mine. <laughs> I, think, oh, I think it takes time. Just build up that instinct and that power. And once you developed it, yeah, you can con- yeah. you can control a whole lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> it feels a little out of control most days, but that's something that I've learned to 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 accept and kind of roll with. Okay, Miss Alyssa. Okay, Miss Mal. <laughs> I get so into your story, and then I'm like, Oh wait, what was I going to say? I have three I magical questions for you. Okay, are you ready? All right, shoot. If you could put anything on a billboard, what would it be and why? Should have prepared for this one. Anything on a um, channel your inner tortoise. And why? Slow down. Oh, I love it. Oh, look at you. Always oh, so clever. <laughs> I love it. That came from a book. I can't say I own it. Okay. Well, <laughs> I guess I'm dumb. I didn't know. <laughs> No, I mean, it, it, it was, there's a book about the slow movement and, and about how quickly we are, you know, moving through our lives and just, you know, letting the little things just kind of that are just, you can find so much joy in, um, pass us by. Since you're a musician and a music lover, what is your favorite song and why? That is a hard one to say because I have so many favorite music musicians so many favorite artists across so many different genres, but I'll have to go with Queen Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. I mean, if you don't love Queen, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, that's a good song. Yeah. Okay, the last one. What is the best thing that's ever happened to you that you couldn't put on your resume? Hmm, you got me stumped. I'm going to have to think for a minute. Not going to be as clever on this one. <laughs> that's okay. We don't, you don't got to be clever. You just tell us. The best thing that ever happened to me that I can't put on my resume is my meeting my husband. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's probably the most common answer. Is it really? It really is. Yes. I mean, I would say that I didn't know it at the time because I, you know, I, 
I kind of like railed against settling down. Oh, you wild like, beast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he was persistent, thankfully. Yeah. So I really can't imagine being the person that I am today without him. As much Aww. as sometimes I want to kill him. <laughs> that is really so sweet, though. <laughs> That's precious. Y'all are precious. Your whole Aww. family is precious. Uh, I don't know. Thank you, though. If people wanted to get a hold of you, where would I send them? They could find me on Instagram at Farside Farm. P-H-A-R-R-C-Y-D-E Farm. All right. That's fabulous. We are so grateful that you were with us today. We are so, so honored. So much fun. We are so honored to hear your story. Oh, you. It gives a lot of people hope. It gives me hope. Your story is so important. The way you flip it. A lot of people would think that they've elevated their self maybe from the country setting, you know, into the marketing world and living like a lot of these TV shows. But you took it, flipped it around, and you it seems like you have found that spot that makes you the most happiest when you're out away from those things. Not that that wasn't a great learning place and, you know, all the benefits that come with that. And it is great privilege that you were able to do those things. Now you're mixing with us backwoods heifers. You've now become one of us. So I was always a backwoods heifer at heart. Oh, we're heifer sisters. Woohoo! Yeah, we are. <laughs> That's it, y'all. Thanks for listening. If you found value in this episode, we would appreciate it if you would share this with a friend and leave us a review. Till next time, bye bye, y'all. Bye-bye.